We're running it straight here on ECNZ, 19 minutes away from, uh, 19 minutes past two, sorry. Um, we're just trying to get uh, Warriors assistant coach Stacey Jones up on the line. Um, when we do get him, Kempi, something I'm keen to ask him about is, um, I mean, you talk a lot about the similarities um, from this team to 2002, 2003, and it, it's, it even sort of goes a bit further back than that. I was just doing a little bit of reading about at the end of 2000, you know, the Warriors in a position where they were bankrupt, they were sold for the second time. Um, he was the first signing by the new franchise, um, Stacey, then, um, you know, uh, Eric Watson comes in, um, and then, you know, Ando's on board, and within a couple of years, things start to turn around and make a grand final in 2002, and it's sort of, in a way, when you look at the Warriors over the last three years, the COVID stuff, the turmoil, players leaving, etc., and I guess the position we were in to sort of now, it, it, it's almost scary how similar that all is. Yeah, it, and, and it is. It is really scary, actually, when you're looking at it. Um, you know, like the writing was on the wall for the Warriors in 1999 and in 2000, and then all of a sudden, it, uh, I think I was the third signing at that club. I, I think they signed a uh, Ando and the girl that was on reception, and then I was third. <laughs> Well, wow. we never even had a team, mm. and this this is the irony of that taking them to the eight that year, um, the top eight is that we actually didn't have preseason. Mm. You know, we just we got blokes back in. Stace was the first signing. Everything fell on the back of that, um, and then all of a sudden, over the next three years, we just went on this hell of a run. And the similarities between the coaching uh, of of Webby and just the transparency is that's why I've always said to you, like he reminds me of Daniel Anderson. Yeah, you know. Um, and you and when you're listening to the players in the background talking about what is it that uh, that is so good about this club, the the thing that resonates with me is that they say it's just such an enjoyable environment to be around, you know. And when you when you listen to Daniel Anderson talk about those days back then, he'll talk about that, you know, yeah. like the things that are that are um, memorable is the amount of times we got together around a sausage chisel or a Chinese, yeah, you know, and just just talking and having fun and and players, you know, the other part of that too is being coached well. Um, which they'd never been um, coached like that before, so it was a it was a, a really good time uh, to take them on that run. It's pretty similar to what they've they've done this year, you know. And the, and the other part of that is how people are feeling off the paddock. So you've got fans now sold out again. Sign yeah. went up, sold out last night again. Mm. Um, I tell you now, you ain't gonna get a ticket if they come home and after after the semis and play a, a game here in New Zealand. If they if they do that. Um, it's just going to be absolutely unbelievable as far as trying to get one and who can who can actually have one. If you've got one already as a season ticket holder, they'll be like hotcakes. Yeah, and that you mentioning um, Ando talking about you know having the the sausage sizzles and that. I know Webby when he came in sort of implemented a, a team like a club lunch once a week, and that's everyone at the club. So you know the, the receptionists, the the uh, marketing team that you know everyone comes together has lunch. Which I think is an awesome sort of touch, um, especially to come from the coach as well to try and bring. Everyone together. Um, well, we, I did want to talk a lot to, and we're just trying to get to Stacey um, at the moment. I think he's dialing through now. I did want to talk to him a lot about um, Daniel Anderson, given that this weekend we are uh, celebrating Daniel Anderson. Of course, the stadium uh, name changed Daniel, to Daniel Anderson Stadium, Kempe, and that's great that Go Media Stadium has allowed that. Um, and also uh, Old Boys Day as well. So well, a lot of the old boys are going to be in town. They're rocking the uh, the vintage jerseys too. So it's going to be a great occasion. And I think uh, we've got uh, Stace on the, uh, on the line now. Uh, welcome in, Stace. Hey guys, how are you going? Mate, we're doing very, very well. Just uh, reminiscing a little bit actually on uh, on Daniel Anderson because of course we, uh, we're celebrating him this uh, weekend and, and uh, it's great what the Warriors are doing and, and changing uh, the name of the stadium and, and the ticket sales donations going to the uh, Daniel Anderson Foundation. Mate, uh, I guess just right off the bat, um, a c- couple of, I guess, early memories for you of, of Daniel Anderson and, and how much he influenced your career. 
Yeah, it had a big influence. Um, you know, it came at a time when I still didn't quite understand the game. Uh, uh, and really, you know, I felt he, he took my game to to another level of, of getting a grip on it and and really understanding a, of, a, of a halfback's role and, and all of that. But the biggest thing, you know, Daniel brought to the Warriors, I thought, was his ability to instill fundamentals to the team. And um, I know, uh, when, you know, Kempe would sort of vouch for this, you know, catch pass and, you know, tackle technique, basic tackle technique is, is what he hammered. And, and, you know, along with Kempe, they, you know, those two really delivered a strong message of, you know, if you don't have the fundamentals right, then, you know, you're not going to have the ability to play play some footy. Mm. Was it sort of a good cop, bad cop uh, situation, Stace? I imagine Kempe was the softie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, he had a balance. You know, they both had a balance, you know. And, and you know, Ando, you know, when he first turned up, like, you know, uh, Kempe, there was no resources we had. You know, we, 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 had, we had a few footies and that's basically all we had. Um, you know, didn't have sort of tackle shields or anything like that. We're, we're well and truly under-resourced, but... We used what we used, and they, um, you know, really sort of made a new dimension on how to do things, you know, with the basic stuff. And and we, I just remember just up and down the field, catch pass, catch pass, and it became boring, but it became effective. Yeah, and you talk about you talk about those days, um, Stacey. And I, and I just take my hat off to the club this week. Uh, we've got Ando on the on the show tomorrow morning um, just to celebrate the the naming rights for this weekend's game against Manly. But you talk about those days, and you know just the the camaraderie and the friendship. And and uh, Sam was just saying, you know, introduce you guys introducing a whole whole of club lunch uh, every every week. It's pretty similar to back in those days, wasn't it? Where we all just stay together. Yeah, it is great. You know, every captain's run. The boy, um, uh, well, we have a, you know the old boys turn up as many as they like and as can come, and we have a barbecue. But then, yeah, early in the week we have a club sit down lunch, and it's great. You know, everyone from the office staff, um, if there's you know sponsors hanging around or just people turning up, you know, we sit down and all have a have a uh, feed together, which you know just makes the group much more tighter and, and the culture very good, which is. You know, showing what's happening um, on the footy field, mate. When you when you you're reflecting on your own coaching career so far um, to date, do you do you think back to those days when Ando um, was coaching you, or, or uh, look at those and go, yeah, I picked up some really good techniques that I can transfer today? No, hundred percent. And I'll tell you what, Ando was really good at Kempi, and, and you were the same. I thought, you know, like really good at you know when you're playing against a team that um, you know you should beat. Um, you know, he instilled a, a philosophy of, "Hey, boys, these guys are, aren't as bad as what they what you think they are." You know, they're 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 a really good team. You know, and we've got to be on our game here. Um, and when we're playing a team that we weren't expected to beat, he'd give you that confidence to say, "Hey, boys, this team ain't as cracked up as what they are." You know, and I know that if you play to your ability, we won't have a problem. You know, so he was good at that sort of psychology for the group that made you go out on the field knowing, okay, I've got to be on my game here, mm. but also the other side where he gave you confidence um, going on the field when you're playing against a team that, you know, were probably a superior than, than your team. Mm. One thing I think is really cool, Stace, is um, 
you know, you've sort of been a part of these two eras that a lot of people are drawing those similarities between the current group and sort of that group of 0203 and Webster and, and, and Daniel Anderson. So, you know, before um, Daniel came in, the club, you know, sold at the end of 2000 with bankruptcy, new owners, uh, new people coming in. I, I don't know if you'd sort of say turmoil, but definitely in a in a, a very low position. And then if you look at the current, um, where the club is now, you know, three very, very tough years with COVID, um, down the bottom of the ladder and now turning it around. And you were involved, you know, back in 02 as a player. Now you're involved in as assistant coach. Just talk to us, I guess, a little bit about what those similarities are between, you know, the two teams, uh, Andrew Webster and Daniel Anderson, because it does seem very, very similar. Yeah, it's, it's a hard one. Definitely similarities between uh, Webby and, and Andrew. You know, like Webby came from a, you know, an assistant coach's role, you know, and uh, same as, as Andrew. Um, you know, not coming with a profile. Ando didn't come with a profile when I first saw him. I'd never seen him before. You know, he was in the gym with a, you know, t-shirt and beach shorts and, and jandals. You know, <laughs> playing with the basketball. I said, "Who's this guy?" Just turned up. You know, and, and that's Webby as well. Webby's laid back. Uh, you know, uh, not a not a, a profile on him, but you know, certainly now um, his profile's gone through the roof, and that's what happened with Ando. So, as far as the team goes, um, I'm not too sure. Like the game's changed, as you know, the, the way it is. You know, we've got you know, different dynamics and what the team we had back then to the, compared to the team today. But as far as you know, where the team came from, I can you know, the 2000 to to gradually going through. Yeah, you can say similar story. You know, because what happened the last three years for the club we've been in a very tough place and um, where we are at the moment as far as the pathways for our juniors you know we've got you know three teams coming next year and you know it's heading in the right direction um, you know and getting back to some normality where the club should be. Where, where, where do you um, think the, the club is at the moment you know it's a, it's a big Friday night it's you know Daniel's got his name all over the stadium you've got the old boys there um, Stace where, where do you think the team is at and understanding what a, what a special occasion this actually is. Uh, yeah, we, we briefly spoke about it this morning. Um, you know, and and giving a picture of uh, you know what Daniel brought to the club and that. Uh, but we know that there's we just got to do our job. All the players got to do their job, and things will happen. So we can't let the emotion of of uh, the occasion get to us. We know it's going to be a massive occasion and what the club's doing for Ando is, is, is brilliant, you know, but um, at the end of the day, the boys will go out there and do their job and we get a result that we're, we're all after. It certainly will make a, a, for a really good night. Well, they, they're not going too bad. Stace, they you know, played all right last week, apart from their kicking game, which was pretty average manly, but they've got plenty of talent in their side. Um, you've got a short turnaround yourselves. I think you had your first training session this week, uh, Chance said, on breakfast this morning. How are we, how are we looking? You've lost a couple of players. Uh, Mitch Barnett especially is going to be a big loss. Are we looking okay for the week, uh, for Friday night? Yeah, we should be okay. Um, yeah, big big loss, Mitch Barnett. Um, got a nasty cut on his uh, on his leg, so. Uh, but he was probably due for a rest. In hindsight, it's yeah. probably a good thing that he has a week off, especially leading into what's probably coming down further down the track. So, uh, trained really well today. Captain's run tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, we know where we're at. We know what we've got to fix up. We you know we haven't been at our best for the last sort of two or three weeks, but. Um, certainly know the areas that we need to improve on, um, you know, if we're going to, you know, um, get better. 
Stace, how just talking there about Mitch Bunny and you know maybe him needing a rest. Like I guess just more generally, um, you know we're we're twenty four, twenty five rounds into the NRL season. We know how long and how how tough it is. Do you feel like uh, the boys are still still sort of have a lot left in the tank, or does it feel like maybe there is a, a, an opportunity? Maybe I know it's been talked about a little bit to maybe give guys a, a week or two off if needed. Yeah, look, you know, if someone's carrying a niggling injury, um, you know, hopefully we're going to be in a position where you can can give a player a week off. I remember, um, hey, Kemp, you remember back in 2002 when, when you guys rested a whole heap of us leading mm. into the finals and, and it paid off, um, especially for the first the first uh, playoff game we had. But, you know, you've got to be a little bit careful too with how you how you go about things. You don't want to, you know, you've got to make sure that your combination's mm. working and, and all of that. So, uh, but if certainly a player needs a rest, I'm sure Webby will will, will look at it. Well, we're right. We're riding you home on Friday night, Stace. It's a massive night, um, especially for our mate Ando. Um, like I said, we have, we've got him on breakfast tomorrow morning. We're talking to Campo as well, and Ivan Cleary is coming back on on Friday morning. So it's a big week of old boys, um, mate. We wish you all the best on Friday night. And Sam's just got oh, one more I, question I've for just, you. Actually, once has come through here. It's actually a, a bit of a left field one for you, Stace. It comes from uh, Steve, who wants us to ask you what your favourite jersey is, because I know on Friday night we're going back to the There's old. Four Heritage, million of them. Heritage jersey. I don't know if it's something you think oh. too hard about, Stace, but do you have a favourite Warriors jersey from over the years? Uh, oh, I, I can't go past the O2 jersey, really. For for me, just, you know, when you're, uh, you know, teams playing as, as good as footy as what we, we were then, you know, that one always sticks out. So for me, that's the one. But, uh, yeah, hey, what a great week for that you, everyone's doing. You know, you've got all those guys going on your show and that. So, yeah, hopefully it uh, can be a, a uh, great night for, for Ando. No, it's going to be fantastic. Excellent. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Um, Stace, really appreciate you jumping on, mate, and uh, and good luck for Friday. Thanks, boys. Cheers, Cheers Stace. Yeah, Stacey Jones here, Warriors assistant coach. Some awesome uh, memories and thoughts of uh, of uh, Daniel Anderson, Kempe, and just some of those similarities. Uh, yeah, it, it it does feel very, very similar in, in uh, what Andrew Webster's also brought to the club as well. We're going to talk a, a bit about the, the Manly game uh, after the news. We're also going to pick out a winner from our uh, Warriors voicemail. Uh, we've got lots of prizes to give away on that, and uh, we're going to find out who our latest winner is. So uh, stick with us here. We'll take some new sport and weather. Be back after that. 35 minutes after 2 or 25 away from 3, whichever way you want to say it, here on ECNZ running it straight. Uh, Sammy and Kimby, great to catch up with Stace there and uh, share some awesome memories uh, back in the day of, uh, of of how he remembers Daniel Anderson and great to remember him. Mate, this we had nothing. Friday. I, 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 like, you forget about that. We actually had nothing. No. And and one thing as well, Kempe, without getting too, um, too lovey-dovey here towards you, because um, I know that'll come back to bite me, but... <laughs> A lot of people forget I that you were part it. of that as well, Kimpy. You know, like a lot, a, bit, a lot of people talk about Ando when they talk about two thousand and two. But it was a, it was a tandem with yourself as well, um, and and you know, obviously things got a bit tougher the, the, a couple of years later. But you know, two thousand two, two thousand three, one of the one of the best Warriors teams we've ever had. You right at the helm there with Ando, uh, and I I love you know the old school um, videos and images of you and Ando up in the box. And yeah, we were, you were he, he was often the more reserved one. You <laughs> you were the one standing we, we up were, and we were throwing talk- the uh, walkie talkie. Well. We we were very similar in that you know you'd be watching the game and and I, I remember there'd be times where he'd be coaching and I'd and I'd go mate let's put this on mm. and he'd look at me and he'd go okay get this out there and do this right now and he'd say the same thing to me he'd go man I think we need to go there and I'd look at him and I'd go yeah let's do that you know and it was actually like it was like a, you're playing a like a, a PlayStation game you mm. know because you're moving. Um, people around, and he was very, very good at it. You know, like what Stace t- touched on there is that 
even though people think that it was, you know, we, we came in and we did something really um, stunning as far as coaching goes. When I left New Zealand, my dad was my coach. So he, he coached a bunch of kids and he was very good at it. Mm. But no one in New Zealand coached us fundamentals. So when we took the talent and we gave them the basics, they went through the roofs. Because there were two things that teams used to say about us. One, you're going to drop the ball all the time, okay? And two, you're going to get really tired and we're going to run over the top of you in the last 20 minutes. Mm. And that was the Warriors. That's what they always said. Mm. So we just went, well, let's get fit. That was my job, yeah. to get them fit. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, let's make sure they don't drop the ball. Mm. And we just used to drill them. Like, you know you talk about players, they run around with contraptions? Yeah. I made this contraption. It was a it was a curl. D-A-N-A. So, you know, you put you put this <laughs> steel thing on. It's like a when you're doing curls, bicep curls. Yeah. And, and blokes would know this. You put this steel um, contraption on and you fold your arms down it and it just keeps your biceps in a, in a real workable position. Sure. So I put this thing together and then I tied a bungee around it, put it around your neck and tied it to your hands because we had this thing about keeping your hands above your waist for two reasons, one for defence and one for attack. So you receive the ball quicker. And the second thing is when you're tackling, it's always best to have your hands above your waist because you can move quicker towards the target. So if you got caught with your hands down, you had to train in this contraption. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'll never forget Johnny Carlo yeah. running around training with it and just didn't know what to do. Yeah. And we are just like, mate, if you don't want to wear that contraption, Stop. then get your bloody get hands, your hands up, up above your waist. Well, it surely had a nickname like Kempe's <laughs> no, you know, Crackers no, or something. We'd come up with all, we'd come <laughs> up with all sorts of uh, ideas back in those days. But the other thing, and Ando will t- touch on this, mate, there was only six of us staff. Like, there's, there's a cast of thousands these days. Yeah. So in, in some way... It's a, it was a lot better because you didn't have to go through so many people. Yeah, it wasn't so muddied, yeah. And, of course, me and him were like, you know, we were so, we were so close and on, on, on the pulse with what we wanted to do. And, um, and Stace was a big part of that. I remember I, remember I spent plenty of time with Stace because I was also the kicking coach. Mm. Um, and I remember them saying to me that Stace couldn't kick. And I, and I did some video on him, and I'm like, man, he can kick. You know, we just got to adjust a few things, you know what I mean? Stace, and, I was, and I'll say this to anyone, Stacey Jones – was one of the hardest trainers ever. Like he was one of the fittest bikes on the he f- the fittest bikes on the football field and training paddock. But when you had to do a drill, he would drill it. Mm. You know what I mean? So we'd do kicking practice and I'd just throw him ball after ball after ball and he'd just hit it and then go, yep, no, nah, I feel good. I, I want to ask you a few more questions about Ando, uh, Kenby, but we've got to get to our uh, Warriors voicemail. Uh, it's 0800 go Warriors. You just ring up. Uh, tell us why you're the Warriors' one big fan and uh, you could win all sorts of prizes, which we've got up for grabs. Now, a winner today is going to take home uh, two tickets to the Warriors' home, uh, the one New Zealand home base at the Warriors' uh, home game on, uh, I think, this weekend, and that is uh, two tickets, and I think it's all paid for drinks and hospitality and everything, Kempi, so it's a Am fantastic package. Well, you didn't ring up. I'm still waiting for you to ring up. I feel like I've heard a couple that may be your voice. Anyway, we've got uh, we've picked out a couple. Is there from, one that sounds like The Rock? We've picked out a couple uh, from the last couple of weeks. Minnie Mouse, actually. And uh, we've picked a couple from the last few weeks, and uh, we've uh, sort of had a listen to them all. Kemby's actually picked our winner this week, so we've got a couple of them on the line. But first, we'll play out the winner, and then we'll bring it up. So here is our winning voicemail this week. In the realm of fervent Auckland Warriors supporters, I proudly stand as the embodiment of unwavering loyalty and boundless passion. Within my heart, an unquenchable flame burns, fueling my unwavering dedication as the one true Auckland Warriors' biggest fan. 
With each passing game, I'm immersed in a sea of emotion, eagerly cheering on my beloved team through every triumph and standing tall in the face of adversity. The history, the players, the defining moments. I possess an encyclopedic knowledge of all things warriors. Brain or shrine, victory or defeat, I'm a constant presence, draped in the team's colours, exuding an unyielding spirit. My unwavering support radiates, captivating others and instilling in them the same fervour that courses through my veins. To be a true fan means to be a beacon of unwavering loyalty, an ambassador of undying devotion. As the one Auckland Warriors' biggest fan, I'm honoured to embrace this role, and with each passing day, my passion for the team only grows stronger. Go the Warriors. There it is. That's our winner for our Warriors voicemail. Two tickets to the one New Zealand home base at the Warriors home game. It's Lewis. He's on the line now. Lewis, you're a poet. Oh, my God. I can't. (laughs) <laughs> I can't believe that. I, looked, I sat there and wrote that. I saw the competition. I wrote it out after about 20 minutes. And then hearing it now and then hearing myself say it, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> mate, that was so Lewis, that was, that awesome, was, that was so good. What has it been like for you this year, Lewis, you know, going down there, seeing the boys after the last couple of years, spending all that COVID period in Australia? You must be happy. Oh, it's great. Yeah, no, I, um, my, my um, passion for the Warriors actually comes to my uncle in Wellington, Jeff, so shout out to him. Um, I've always sort of followed followed his footsteps watching the game, and yeah, it's been good. I've actually enjoyed watching the last few games, mate. Um, and so yeah, win those tickets. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man, it's a great uh, it's a great spot to watch the game as well. And like I said, all the hospitality, so you're going to be well uh, you're going to be well looked after. Um, you said you had an oh, ency- encyclopedic knowledge, mate. Uh, how how deep does that go? Like, can you name us the number thirteen round twenty four two thousand and five? No, 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 I don't answer anything now. I'm sort of like, I'm in a bit of shock. I probably couldn't answer, tell you who's in the team at the moment. Yeah. Bloody hell. Nah. Yeah. I, I can, Simon Mannering. Oh, yeah. What, back yeah, in yeah. It probably was, actually. Yeah, you probably are, right? Or was he yeah. playing centre back then, oh, Kempe? No, 2003. Yeah, okay. Four. <laughs> hey, I'm uh, glad that's not a competition. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey Lewis, uh, well done, mate. Congratulations. Um, we will, awesome. uh, we'll we'll keep you on the line. The boys will take your details. We'll get that uh, prize well done, out mate. to you. Um, and look, if, you, if you're listening and you want to get involved, 0800 37 go Warriors. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us why the one big... Uh, Warriors, one big fan. You win yourself uh, a nice little prize pack. Uh, you're going to the draw to win some pretty big, epic prizes as well that trip over to uh, Australia. So um, there you go, Lewis winning it for this week. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got a couple of uh, questions I did want to ask Kempi about Daniel Anderson. We'll have a little quick preview of the Seagulls this weekend as well. Your text on double eight double three as well as your YouTube comments. Stay with us. Running it straight here on ECNZ, uh, we're talking a lot about Daniel Anderson, um, given what the Warriors are dedicating this Friday night game against Manly to. It is the Daniel Anderson Foundation. They're naming the stadium uh, after him, and it, as well as uh, $5 from every ticket sales going towards that foundation. And uh, I know we want to talk about the Manly game, Kempi, but I did want to ask you a couple of um, questions I didn't get to after 2.30. How did you How did you first come across Ando? I imagine he was the one who pulled you into the coaching ranks. No, no not no? at all. Okay. Not at all. So it was Ridgie that... It's a, it's a ranged marriage. Yeah, mate. So Ridgie, Ridgie gave me a call. I was at the Melbourne Cup, actually, and I was heading to Newcastle um, with a with a with an opportunity to go into the coaching structure in Newcastle. Because you remember I came out of Wakefield, I was coaching Super League. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ridgie basically was putting the team together because it was Ridgie that hired Daniel. And um, he said to me, mate, you know, do you want to coach the Warriors? That was basically how the conversation went. Oh, I, was, I was on the Terps. I was, in the, I was six deep and in, in, um, six beers deep over in the Melbourne Cup. And I said, oh, mate, I'm at the Melbourne Cup. I'll come back and I'll talk to you on Tuesday. So uh, Tuesday the following week. And I, I walked in on the Tuesday the following week and uh, we had a, had a chat, me, me and him. And he said, go, go out there into the gym and uh, tell me what you think. And I walked out there and, like, you know, been in a number of them. 
over the years and I said, oh, it doesn't really look like it's had a lot of work, you know, we'll, we'll change it around and we'll do, we'll do some stuff in there. And um, he said, oh, we'll go. <laughs> the coach, he's in that back office back there. He was the only bloke who was hired. Mm. He's in the back office in there. You can convince him, then you'll you'll get the job. Because am I right in saying that he, he... He didn't want me. He didn't want you. No, yeah. Ando didn't want me at all. Ando wanted, you know, which is fair enough because I would be the same. If mm. I was head coach, I want my guys. And and we did have four other guys from Australia that would would work for us while we were in Aussie. Mm-hmm. Um, they would sort of, you know, especially game day, they would help out because we only had six guys in the club doing it. So I go and, <laughs> I go and say, I'm other than Like, you know, when Stacey's a board shorts, jandals and a T-shirt, who's this guy? I'd never seen Daniel Anderson in my life. You know, and... and the conversation, in a nutshell, goes like: he, I walked in, we're the same age. I could tell he was not happy, um, and I, I get this thing when people aren't happy or they're angry. I get a like a um, giggle. I start to giggle, <laughs> and yeah, you know, it's like okay. And I start to smile, you know, like because it's like you're getting ready for a fight, yeah. you know. And I'm sort of going like this again, but in my head I'm going, man, he's not happy. Like that. he goes talking, he goes, and the, he goes, well, you know, talking, you know, tell us a bit about yourself, and then he goes, well, why would I hire you? And I knew that that sort of question was coming, and I said, well, I played twenty five tests from a country, I've played NRL, played Super League, I've been five eight for a big part of that career, and I talked to coaches, and I probably know quite a lot of what coaches are thinking. By the way, I've just kept Wakefield up in the Super League, so I'm on my, I'm basically on my way, on my way. Um, and I want to learn in the NRL, and I want to learn off you. And that was it. And he and he, shaking away, you go. And he just went, "Yeah, mate, this guy wants to work." You know what I mean? And it, what, like I'll tell you now, if you want to be a coach, you get ready to work. Like you go, you go to. I was, you know, you think we're starting breakfast here early. I was doing the same thing back then. I was up at five o'clock. I was heading into work. We'd work back in those days, mate. You didn't have iPhones. Remember those? We had those little Nokia bricks yep. that were text text bricks. And then you had um, shuttle shuttle videos for, and so you didn't have computer systems that you just tapped in and, and they all popped up. Man, I captured everything on a shuttle yeah. and watched and watched and watched and 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 put scores on them and then presented them to the players. And you went home at six, seven o'clock at night. So um, that's how me and Ando hooked up in that coaching realms. But we got on like a house on fire. And you know that good cop, bad cop thing they asked Stace? It was. He mm. was a bad cop. Mm-hmm. I was a good cop. Yeah, you you took the players aside and just yeah. because yeah, he'll, he'll say this when he when you listen listen to the interview with Daniel Anderson because he actually lets out some really really um, oh mem- good memories mm. and and he did, he'd admit back in those days he's a bit harsh, but mate in a, in the good cop um, role I'd have to pick players up off the floor. I mean, like I have to p- physically lift them back up and get them ready to go, but he had them at the right spot, mm. and we knew this, had them at the right spot that if I could just get them back to that that level. Yeah, message received. They would go, mate. <laughs> and I remember one game at Penrith, and you watch this, if you go back and watch this game at Penrith, we're down like 24, six at half time, and we come back and win the, that game. Mate, that was one of the toughest games of getting the players to switch back on after getting absolutely torn apart mm. by the by the coach. So, um, mate, it's great talking to him now because, you know, you're talking 50-year-olds as opposed to 34-year-olds, mm. you know? Mm. But, like, you know. You're talking to me. <laughs> we've got to take a break. But I'm biting my lip we've all got, the time. We've gone well over time. We've got to take a break. When we come back, we'll just have a really, really quick look at the uh, Warriors-Manly game on Friday night. Stay with us.